Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have a day. did I sound in that episode last week? Holy shit. I just listened to it because I was like, I think I'm going to talk about the same stuff, some of the same stuff. So I mean, how pissed did I sound in that episode? Oh, hey guy, cheer up. And if you're out there and you're sad today, you cheer up. That's the podcast. Thanks for being here. No, uh, mm, cracked my rib and you guys got to hear about it. It was really just a woe is me podcast. And that's how I was feeling last week. And that's what you're going to get. But I'm up on one. Okay. For one, the ribs feeling better. Okay. We're still experiencing new things in the thoracic cavity. And when I say thoracic cavity, for those that don't know that, um, your spine is broken up into four parts. You have your cervical, uh, your thoracic, your lumbar, and your sacral right? Exercise science major here. I know, dude, I know. So you got your cervical at the top. You have five. I think you have uh, one through five. No, I'm going to be wrong here. I'm going to be wrong in the numbers, but you have five cervical. You have 14 thoracic. These are um, discs in your spine. Uh, 14 thoracic. Then you have seven I want to say seven lumbar or six lumbar and then like three or five, three to five sacral. And the I think it's five sacral, but they're all combined. The, the sacral um, bone is, the sacrum is all one. So the thoracic cavity is basically from the T1 to T14, which is generally like where your shoulders go down to, oh, I would say like your belly button in general. And so that area is your thoracic cavity. And I do not have the same kind of pain. First of all, I almost didn't do this podcast. I had a busy ass day today. I was putting together the bike that I was talking about last week. The Echo bike is in, the Rogue Echo bike. It is sexy as hell. I already jumped on it for a workout today. If you want to do the workout and you have access to a bike and stairs, or you could just sprint as well. I did 20 minutes, 20 minute workout every two minutes. So 10 rounds alternating. You do the first two minutes. I did three times up and down my stairs. The bike sits at the bottom of the stairs. So start at the bottom of the stairs, up, down, up, down, up, down. That took about a minute and 10 seconds. Rest till the two-minute mark. At two minutes, get on the bike, 20 calories. That also took like a minute, a little less sometimes. 
rest to the four minute mark, do the stairs, rest to the six minute mark, do the, you just go back and forth every two minutes. You could insert a sprint, anything that takes a minute to do, right? And then you rest to that two minute mark. So it's one to one work to rest ratio and you just murder yourself. And the bike is good for that. And the bike is unbelievable. Put it together. Took me like an hour. Best $800 I've ever spent. I'm going to use that thing probably every day. Literally going to use that every day. At least to warm up and then probably a lot of times for a workout as well. So, uh, but yeah, I cracked a rib and it's feeling better, dude. It's feeling better. It used to be a burning, almost um, like imagine you had the biggest balled up muscle cramp ever, except for it wasn't just tight, but it also burned. That's what it felt like in the beginning. Now that's gone away and it's just super tight and there's, you know, there's inflammation because it's still healing. Um, and so everything gets a little bit tight sometimes, but not so much of a stacking feeling, not so much of a burning feeling. Uh, which allows my, you know, my shoulder blade, my scap, um, and my neck, it doesn't radiate out to those things as much. So we're feeling better. And I hope you can hear that in my voice. I know you can. Uh, what is this week's podcast going to be about? It's going to be a short one and it's going to tail off of last week's. So last week I was like, well, what does this mean now that I broke my rib and I'm going to be doing this, that, uh, I'm still going to basically follow what I said last week, but I have in detail um, narrowed in a focus for the next 365 days plus. So last week I told you this. I said, hopefully by, and I'm yawning, baby. I'm yawning because I'm respectful to you guys. Because if I wasn't myself and I cut the yawns out, that'd be disrespectful. I'd be lying. This is a real podcast. Last week I said, hopefully I can heal up through April, and by May 1, I think that's May Day, right? May Day, you take the baskets around, you you ring the doorbell, you leave the basket, and you're like, oh, my God, I hope Sally doesn't catch me. Oh, And then you hug her at school the next day or something like that. I feel like that's how it went in Marshalltown, at least. Um, May Day, May 1st, I plan to be healthy. And I'm doing everything in my power to stay healthy slash get healthy up until that point, right? So we're 23 days away from that. I am doing workouts that do not hurt and cause me no pain or discomfort, uh, which basically means staying away from almost all weights. I even did like a freaking, I just, I was curling like 25 pounds yesterday and it was like, oh gosh, this is, I can feel the weight. Um, so basically going to be using that bike a lot and doing more stairs. Been doing a lot of stairs recently. Stairs is all you need to be healthy, by the way. We're going to do a whole other podcast on that. That's going to happen until May 1. When May 1st comes around, nutritionally for the next three plus weeks, I'm going to be in a cut phase. Eh, not strict, but I'm definitely going to be eating less calories. I'm going to be phasing into a calorie uh, deficit a light calorie deficit, and then eventually, May 1st, it will become a bigger calorie deficit, right? With the intention of leaning out hard, getting ripped for summer, but more importantly for the business, the, the, the fitness business, the personal training, all that, 
Uh, I need to do a photo shoot, which is mm, the last thing I ever thought I'd be doing. Uh, and I plan to do that sometime in the summer once I get lean as hell. I'm talking like 180. Right. So I got like, you know, I got like 15. I don't even know what I weigh. Should probably get get a, a measurement on that. But I probably got 15 to 20 pounds to get down to 180. And it, it'll be like a, an unsustainable weight for me. Um, but I will look incredible and we'll do a little photo shoot so that I can get some good, uh, some good graphic content for my website, Instagram, the, uh, the whole nine, right? Plan on that cut taking about eight weeks, eight week cut. That'll be May, June. Right. So basically July 1st will sometime in July will probably be that photo shoot. Okay. Once that photo shoot happens, we immediately go into performance mode. Okay. The first of which is going to be heavy conditioning. Um, because we're going to be running a race in gosh, when is that? I'm not even sure. Let's check the, uh, I think I have, think I have yeah August 28th the damn to DSM I'm doing it again this year did it last year with Justin shout out you're listening doing it again this year damn to DSM we're gonna run sub okay we're gonna run oh god I don't know I I'm not gonna speak out of my ass here because I actually forgot like what is realistic I feel like I can run sub 140. 13, I finished in like 153. Ooh, yeah. We're going to, we're definitely running sub an hour, 45 minutes. I really would like to push for sub 100 minutes. So an hour 40. And actually, I think I ran that the entire, yeah. We should be able to do that. Sub 145 for sure. We'll get back to you on, we'll, we'll do plenty of podcasts about that stuff. So coming out of that photo shoot after the cut, we'll go into, I mean, we'll definitely increase the calories back to maintenance, right? And we'll, you know, maybe even a little bit of surplus just so we have some energy to, to train really hard. We're going to be, fo- it'll be heavy run focus because at that point we'll be eight weeks out from that race. And then the real question is, is am I going to run the full Des Moines Marathon again? And I don't know about that yet. I'm unsure. But the main focus of this podcast is I am now long-term, one year from now, I am now an official CrossFit athlete. And nothing made that official except for me saying it. Uh, I would never say that or deem myself that unless I was wholly and intentionally 100% focused on that being a um, annual training goal. And for the first time in my life, even though I found CrossFit in 2012, almost 10 years ago, for the first time in my life, um, life has lined up to where I'm going to be able to put in that amount of work. Um, I'm in that spot where I'm going to have enough time to dedicate to it. I'm going to uh, have the resources as far as equipment to train out of my own garage and house and be able to kind of have the well-roundedness that I need. And 
It just kind of lines up. So this is me announcing that I'm a CrossFit athlete and I'm going to break down a little bit about what that means and what that looks like for me uh, moving forward here in real simple terms because you guys don't care about the ins and outs. But I do think that speaking things into existence and I encourage all of you listening to do this. um, If you aren't speaking things into existence on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, uh, they have a much smaller chance of happening. Because once you say it to yourself, it adds that extra layer of accountability. It's now been spoken into the world. It's real. I'm putting on a podcast. So now if I don't do this, I look like a complete asshole. If I just decide, oh, I'm just going to quit. Well, now the hundred people that listen to this podcast are all thinking, this guy, he really follows through. So it makes it more real. Not only that, um, for you guys, because not all you have a podcast, tell your family, tell your significant other, your mom, your dad, your kids, whatever, right? Tell them you're going to do something. It adds another layer of accountability. Something I use with clients all the time, right? Is speaking it into existence. So that's what I'm doing right now. And here's what CrossFit looks like. Over the past, I don't know, decade, you've been basically looking at, um, you've basically been looking at three phases of the CrossFit season, right? And if you are interested in CrossFit, uh, even on a more detailed, like you don't quite understand what I'm getting at here, um, hit me up and I'll tell you all about it because it's my thing. It's my jam. Um, basically, CrossFit's really cool. Oh, there's another yawn. Um, CrossFit's really cool because it's not like football. Uh, it's not like basketball, right? Where unless you're in college uh, playing it or you're in the professionals, um, professional leagues, you, you can't compete on a world stage. Whereas CrossFit though it's a little bit of a moot point, uh, you can, right? Every single person on earth has the ability to enter the first stage of the CrossFit season, which is the CrossFit Open. And the Open's been going on for, um, I believe, 13 or 14 years at this point. And it's the first stage. The eventual CrossFit champion has to start in the Open and does the exact same workouts as everybody else. It's usually five this year ended up being four. So for a long, long time, the next stage was basically um, the world was then divided into what were called regions. And the next stage, the second stage out of the open was regionals. And because of worldwide scale participation to get to that next level, which makes it very, very real. Um, you had to be top 50. Actually, I think you had to be top 40 in your region. And there were only 17 regionals across the entire world, right? And in the United States, there was only, gosh, I want to say five. There was a California regional, a Northwest regional, a Central regional, a Northeast. There might only been four even, right? So you basically had to be top 300 in the country to make it to that next level. Um, and that's, that's a really tough thing to do. I, I am fortunate to be in the space and know a lot of, of people who have made 
that I've, I've met and been around a lot of people who have made that level. It takes a very high commitment and focus to do that. Right. And so essentially means unless you're, and we're talking like 250,000, 300, almost half a million people, some years have participated in the open. Right. And 17 regions. I know you guys can probably do quick math in your head better than me, but 17 times 40 is Jesus, my calculator can't even work. 17 times 40 is just under just under 700 men and 700 women worldwide. Right? So, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at like one you're looking at a fifth of a percentage point that get to go on to the next level. Well, all that being said, and then after that is the CrossFit Games, right? So the top um the top five from each region would then get to go on to the CrossFit games. Um, and in some regions where there was a lot less uh, participation, usually other countries like Mexico or China, um, stuff like that, they would only take one or two people from each region. So top 50 in the world, make the games top 300, you know, 300 to 50, it's still 15% the 300 from to the regionals from 500,000 it's a little bit of a bigger jump so there was a really there's a big gap right where unless you were dedicated elite 100% all in on crossfit you weren't really trying to be super competitive other than maybe in your own gym uh and now they've changed that and it's part of the motivation of me actually getting into this uh because now um I I don't, I know for a fact, I will never, I guess I shouldn't say that. Never say never. But knowing that I'm already 26, when the next game season comes around, I'll be 27. The average age of this thing is, is you know, for the highest end competitors is about 24, 25. You know, my time's already passed. Uh, but I guess you never know. There are master's divisions who can go to the the top level. And I'm very interested in that as I get older. But um, essentially now they've added another stage. So instead of the open regionals and the games, now there's a quarterfinals in turn, making the regionals, the old regionals named the semifinals. And then the games stay the games, or you could consider them the finals, right? So now out of the open, all you have to do is make top 10%. Now, all you have to do, that's still a still a, a stretch for a lot of people. You have to consistently work out and train CrossFit movements to have a chance of doing that. Um, but it's very, very attainable. And I actually think I would have been close. I think I would have made top 15 or 20% uh, for sure. Even with a cracked rib, I might've been able to do it if I would have pushed through and, and done the workouts um, with a chance of making that top 10% this year just because of my baseline fitness. That is the goal for next year. Um, I'll say it here on this podcast. I will unequivocally 100% make the top 10% out of the worldwide open and, and I will qualify for quarterfinals. And I'll, I'll tell you this, I'm not a jealous or envious person. I don't have FOMO on anything, but I really, really feel like I'm missing out on this year's quarterfinals because it was kind of a back of my mind thing like oh that would be cool to do since it's new this year 
And uh, I know a lot of people, again, I know a lot of people and I follow a lot of people in the space on social media that made the quarterfinals. They're posting that they got their invite. In fact, uh, several Iowa football players, Cole Fisher, um, who graduated in 2015, he got into CrossFit. He made the quarterfinals. I don't think he's doing them because he actually has something going on this weekend when uh, it's going on. And it's just, uh, at least for this year and probably moving forward um, because there's so many people, it's an online thing. So it's not a thing where the regionals, because it, it does dilute it down to just, you know, 300 people, men and women and teams in the U.S., they actually bring you to a location and you compete against the other people in person. Uh, the quarterfinals are all online, right? You do them in your garage or wherever you did the open in your own home gym, um, hometown gym that you go to. And then if you qualify out of that, then you move on to the semifinals, right? Um, I will 100% make the quarterfinals next year. I'm confident in that. And I'm very, very excited to train with a purpose. Um, I'm probably going to be going on some CrossFit-specific competitive programming that is not done by myself. Um, even the best athletes and best programmers oftentimes need a coach, um, all the top level, you know, the, the guy who wins it every year, the girl who wins it every year, everybody at the elite level at the games, they all have coaches. They don't program for themselves because you just don't get the whole view and you tend to do things that you're comfortable with and that don't push you. And so I will be having a quote unquote coach by following a competitive programming. And I'm very excited about that. Um, I will make the top 10% and the goal is to is to push for that top um, that top semifinals uh, position where I could actually be invited to the next like a true that's a true elite level if you get to the semifinals. I think for 2022, you know, uh, I it, because I know the space, it's going to be very very tough for me to get anywhere close to actually being in contention to be in the semifinals out of the quarterfinals. Uh, however, I think in 2023. Two years from now, give me 700 some days. I think if I stay dedicated for that entire two-year span, I can I can make a run for it. And I think that's the long-term tentative plan, um, but that's not for sure yet. Now, um, so aside from, because there is still a little bit of a gap there, like, okay, I'm definitely going to make 10% out of the open, but then I probably am just too far out with not enough time under my belt to make the semis. What are the other goals then, right? And honestly, I'm going to get back to you guys on that because I want to speak that into existence as well. Um, right off the top of my head, I'd love to get top 5,000 uh, men in the world. I know a few guys, um, I know a few guys who, who did that. And, uh, and I, I know that I can be just as fit as them. And so my goal is top 5,000 men in the world, um, top 3,000 in the United States. Um, I'm going to hone in on these though, uh, and, and specifically lay them out, but, um, I'm very, very excited to actually consider myself an athlete again and have something to train for with a daily training schedule, right? Like up until now, anything you've seen me post on Instagram, on Twitter, it's all just been like, all right, cool. What are we going to do for a workout today? And it's mostly been, uh, at a college. It was very, you know, when I, when I made that big transformation that you've all seen, and I've talked about. That was very 
physique aesthetic focused, right? I just want to lose a bunch of weight and look good. Um, and hundred percent that will happen as a side effect of training competitively. Uh, but it's not the focus, right? So, um, and then most recently it's just kind of been like weight maintenance, staying healthy and staying mobile and just, you know, um, really efficiency, right? Like get in, get out 40, 45 minutes and be done. Um, that's now going to change. Now I have an actual thing to train for very, very excited about it. And yeah, I just need this rib to heal and then we're good to go, baby. We're good to go. And you guys are going to follow along with me through this whole goddamn thing. So, uh, happy that you guys listened again. If you like this and you know, somebody that likes fitness or likes the Hawks and may like following this journey of what I'm about to do over the next, you know, year's time, uh, which is going to include, you know, a weight cut, losing fat. I'm going to talk all about that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about in detail, all the nuanced stuff about doing a weight loss fat cut of, you know, how to look good for a photo shoot, essentially. Then we're going to go into conditioning stuff, how to be in the best shape for a half marathon, a marathon. And then we'll go into CrossFit training and all that sort of thing. I'm excited to produce the content and for you guys to follow along. Thank you so much. This was episode, I think, 24 of Snapped. But the number doesn't matter. The content does. So uh, I'll see you again next week. Peace.